Corporate MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome into the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and REP Suspension. Hope you guys are having a great holiday season and getting to spend some time with your families and your loved ones. We appreciate you downloading this episode and subscribing to this podcast. So thank you very much. I know you guys got a shit ton of podcasts out there to listen to, so we appreciate you listening to ours. That is very nice of you guys. And of course, if you guys want to do some shopping, last minute stuff over at RockyMountainATVMC.com for your loved ones for Christmas. Why don't you do it? But first, click on that RMATVMC banner on my website, KieferIncTesting.com. And that leads you back to their site and gives us a slice of what you're purchasing and keeps us up and moving and lets them know that you actually like this damn show. And, uh, you know, honestly, it just uh, it helps us out a little bit. You know, we are a free content uh, media company over here. So this actually helps us out by you guys doing that. And that repays us. So thank you guys for the ones that are actually doing it. We see it and we thank you. FXRRacing.com. KKMX35. If you guys haven't shopped over there, do it. Uh, all kinds of new gear out for 2024. Helium lines, Revo lines, clutch, podium, uh, casual, whatever you want. Even FXR 6D ATR2 branded helmets. KKMX35 is the code to save over there on gear, as well as KKMX6D is the code to save over on a helmet over there, 60 ATR2, one of the best helmets out there to keep your noggin safe. So we thank you for guys uh, and ladies at the shop over fxrracing.com. If you uh, want to spend some money, ladies, I got a special code for you. Hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'll get you a special code, and you can look better than your dude or your father, your Mother, whatever it is out there, you're riding and you're a lady, we can help you out a little bit more than the guys. REP Suspension, Mark, everyone over there does great work. We're going to talk about some of their work today on this show on the KX450. So if you want your new 2024 KX450 a little bit firmer because it is soft, KKREP is the code to save over 100 bucks on a revalve. That is impressive, and they do great work. And if you don't like your valving, they will redo it for free. So that is another reason why you should go visit repsuspension.com and see what they offer for your bike. Of course, they have all different kinds of stuff for Austrian models, Lynx, revalve, cone valve, track shock, YZ450F, revalve, springs, all different kinds of stuff. So repsuspension.com. Go check them out. They are back for 2024 as well. And this is our last show. So thank you to all of our 2023 sponsors. We really appreciate it. And uh, you make this whole thing work. So thank you um, for sponsoring this show. Power Motorsports. Uh, if you guys want a Kawasaki, Yamaha, KTM, that is the place to do it with Moto Shippers. I don't even go up to Oregon to get my bikes. They ship it down to me and it's easy. I purchased a couple bikes this year and it was, it, it's like, it's not even a problem. It's not like going to a used car dealership and trying to buy a car. It's nothing like that. So Power Motorsports, go visit them. Uh, David Sibley is the man over there, and he'll get you a Kiefer Inc. discount. Works Connection, Eric and the gang. Kiefer 20 is the code to save over there. Lit Pro, measure up with your boys. See who has the biggest, uh, or <laughs> let's just keep it it's the holidays, who has the, the least amount of, of high times is what we call it over here. High times. We don't like high times. We like to get low times. So LitPro is the device to use. Blood lubricants. Kiefer is the code to save 25% off oil. 6D helmets. Kiefer 23. International Vet Motocross Association. They are back. OregonOldTimers.com. MX.com. Um, they have uh, races in Idaho, Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, Arizona, 
you're over the age of 30, you want to do some racing with your buddies, that is the place to do it. Very safe, fun racing and International Vet Motocross Association. Dunlop Motorsports, a new AT82 off-road tires coming out. Stay tuned for that. Pro Taper. Ah, we love Pro Taper, but man, it is tough to get product. I hear you guys out there and I understand it, but there are some handlebars left out there to be had. Just got to scour the area. I have found someone over at Cycle Gear. If you guys haven't found them at Rocky Mountain, there is some over at Cycle Gear. You can probably check out ProTaper, ProTaper.com. Thank you for sponsoring the show for the last couple of years. ScreenPrintingDone.com, Decal Works, Alpine Stars, Oakley, Polysport, and ETS Racing Fuels. You want to get some racing fuels? Kiefer Inc. in all caps is the code to save on some fuel. They'll deliver it to your house and uh, get your bike a little bit quicker. Low-end RPM response with ETS Racing Fuels. And uh, 2024 sponsors coming on board. Thank you to those guys, Rental and Maxima. If you want to go to uh, Maxima's website and use the Kiefer Inc. 24, aerosols, SC1, contact cleaner, uh, suspension clean, FFT. They got all different kinds of stuff over there over at Maxima, so check those guys out as well. And uh, we're back, the last show for 2024. Just came home from uh, Las Vegas. We did a Pulp MX show Monday night. And then we do the Supercross preview shows that are going to start trickling out here around Christmas time. So if you guys are bored around Christmas, you open your presents, you already ate your big breakfast, and you're just hanging out with the grandparents and the, and the, and the in-laws, I'm bored. Supercross preview shows over at racerxonline.com. You can visit them over there on their YouTube channel as well. But this is our last show. I'm going to take a break for a couple of weeks, probably not a full two weeks, but nonetheless... I'm going to shut the engines down and try to recharge and spend some time with my son and my, my lovely bride and uh, just kind of hang out and do nothing, which is going to be nice. So hopefully you guys get to do that too and get geared up for 2024 because it's right around the corner. Supercross, the season is starting here. Jeez. Seems like we just ended it not too long ago, right? So it's already back and uh, it's going to hit us right in the face. So that means uh, it's going to be a busy time of year for me. And lots of new bike testing. We got Factory Edition all over the place. KTM, Gas Gas, Husqvarna, Rockstar Edition, Factory Edition. Uh, I don't know what they're calling the Gas Gas, but nonetheless, uh, that'll be out as well. All in January. I'm going to try to make the migration over to Georgia to help Aiden move. Uh, live with Brownie to get some training in on some nice red clay. That is Georgia. God, it is nice over there. You lucky sons of bitches in Georgia. It's great dirt. Uh, it's raining in Southern California, so that is nice. We're going to have some great weather to ride. Uh, but this show, I wanted to leave you guys in 2023 with a show that I, uh, a couple things that I've been doing lately the past um, week and a half, two weeks, is 2024 YZ250F as well as the 2024 Kawasaki KX450. Just things that I've noticed as I've been riding these bikes, uh, little mods that we've been doing that improves them. And if you are looking to help out the green or the blue machine, um, I do have a couple little notes here that I wanted to get with you guys. And I know it's easier to digest sometimes when you're traveling for the holidays. So why not do a show, right, and wrap this whole thing up? Uh, if you want to know more about the YZ250F stuff that we're talking about here on today's show, you can go to my website, keferinktesting.com. There is a written article for you old schoolers out there or Maybe you're a youngin' and your dad still rides and he has a YZ250F and he hates podcasts. Just tell him to go to my website and he can read the article. So we try to please everybody over here. All right, so uh, let's start with the YZ250F because it's a little bit easier to break down and, and talk about. So the 2024 YZ250F, if you didn't listen to the last show about it, I had my son in here to talk about it a little bit. There was some changes with the motorcycle, most noticeably with the chassis. That is all new. The chassis is all new. It's now like the YZ450F. We are not going to talk about the chassis as much here today because if you've listened to the YZ450F shows, most of those mods that we have done to our chassis, uh, a.k.a. some triple clamps, uh, FCP engine mounts, those are actually uh, a positive on the new chassis on the YZ250F as well. So, uh, if you're looking for a little bit more compliancy, look to the YZ450F shows, and that will kind of direct you what you may need to do to your YZ250F. Now, if you don't give a shit about your chassis, and your chassis is great, which is quite possibly not a problem because it is uh, a smaller bike, doesn't have as much horsepower, and 
with these smaller bikes that share the same chassis as their bigger brothers, sometimes they don't have all the problems that a bigger bike does, right? Um, take, for example, a Honda Sierra 450. A lot of chassis issues for me uh, when I ride that bike at rough tracks, but the CRF 250R doesn't have those kind of feelings as much as the 450. Sure, it is a little bit of a stiffer nature feel, but not quite as much as a 450. So similar to the Yamaha program over here, 450 and 250, the chassis is, um, is not a huge problem for me. I can get away with stock clamps. I can get away with... Uh, engine mounts, but if you guys do need a little bit more stability, look to the 450 side of things to try to help you out. Now, I do think we lost a little bit of bottom in on the YZ250F side. It, it disappoints me a little bit because Yamaha has been so great because of its engine, right? Uh, so much torque on a YZ250F in this class. If you're looking to see I'm a little bit of a lazy rider. I'm heavier, Kiefer. I don't have a lot of uh, talent inside of me. I don't ride that much. I get tired. The YZ250F is really good to ride because it has enough torque to get our fat asses around that we're older, we're lazier. So for me, it's just easier to ride and to have uh, some of that torque you can get away at times in third gear. Uh, you can add a tooth to your YZ250F and then run third gear and just live your life happy with less weight and not a lot of power like a 450, so it's easy to ride. Well, in 2024, we lost some of that. Uh, some of that torque is gone. Some of that low-end um, RPM, RPM response is gone. Uh, some of that third-gear uh, you know, rideability around the track is gone. How do we get some of that back? Well, it's going to take some money, right? Uh, Yamaha focused some of their engine um, changes to try to convert their engine character to get more mid to top end range. Well, it the bike did need that. If you short shifted your 23 and older YZ250Fs, you're fine. But if you try to ride your Yamaha like you do a KTM, it just doesn't work. It doesn't like to live up in very high RPM because it simply just didn't have that high RPM output that the KTM or you know even a Honda CRF250R does. So Yamaha engineers and the test team over there tried to do some changes to kind of shift some of that um, engine character that way. Well, in, when they did that in 24, they lost some of that low-end, fun-natured feel of the Yamaha. It's a little bit heavier feeling down low. And when I say heavier, that means it just doesn't have that really free feeling down low. It just has a little bit more of a lazy feel. Um, so what they did uh, to the airbox, and this is where uh, Jamie at Twisted Development, him and I do a lot of things together, not only because he does a lot of uh, Aiden's engines, but just because he's one of the couple guys I trust here in Southern California to do some of these engines, and uh, we work together um, pretty well. So he came to me and said, uh, what do you want more out of the YZ250F? And I said, you know what, I like a little bit more bottom end out of this YZ250F. And he's like, what? He's like, I've never heard you say that. And I go, you know what? In 24, we lost a little bit a little, little bit of that. And I know you guys hit me up on my email. Most of you guys are over the age of 30, and you want some of that torque back. So I went to work with Jamie and figured out a way to try to get some of that torque back and then some. So with this modification that we did, and I'm going to talk to you about, we got all of that 23 torque back and more with around a $1,300 price tag versus mm, 2000 um, because if you guys go to my website, you can read about the dual injector you can do to uh, the 23 and older YZ250F, which is a great mod, but it's expensive. Uh, it's around $2,000, and you're going to get a shit ton of more low end, more response, and it's going to rev like a son of a bitch, but it's expensive. So you're saving yourself $700, and this is almost as good as that mod. So the engineers and the R&D guys at, in um, Yamaha, they obviously did a new cam chain, right? So um, the cam chain durability was improved. And for, for us, that's a great thing, right? Because before, we were changing these suckers every 20 hours. If you're a rever, you maybe would get 20 hours. It's just safety factor. I don't know how many Yamahas I've seen on the side of the track with B-class kids um, around Glen Helen and Paula where it'd be like, uh, my bike just quit or something locked up. Well, the cam chain would take a shit. So... Um, the cam chain durability has improved. Um, the 
the width and the strength was increased on the 24YZ250F. The sprocket width increased on the camshaft and the crankshaft. Um, so the tensioner was changed and the chain dampener's width increased as well. So you're getting a little bit of a heavier, um, wider cam chain, which is improved for 24. So that is good news for us. But also, that hurts a little bit of uh, low-end RPM response. But I don't think in my um, years of riding that was the reason why we we kind of lost some of that. Jamie um, had this idea. He's like, man, I think the airbox is one of the problems why we lost some of that bottom end that you like. So um, with the air intake for 24, the air ducts were removed. Um, the air now is drawn in from the radiator shrouds, the fuel tank, and the seat areas. Um, obviously, the air filter has a 3D dome shape um, versus that flat looking white bread looking 23 filter that we are running twin air cell cells an awesome power flow kit if you guys have uh, a 24yz250f or even a 23yz250f they do make a nice power flow kit that'll get you some of that uh, added bottom in back but i wanted a little bit more um, that filter service area was increased 56 percent um, the air boot the clean side capacity, so that has increased 30% as well. So we're getting more airflow, hence mid to top end, um, and also that lower position that is 15 millimeters lower in 2024, um, that air box, that profile has been lowered. So the capacity has increased, and this is where I think we lost some of this nice low-end snap and uh, some of that torque that we want so much out of this YZ250F. So Jamie had an idea to say, hey, let's try a uh, 2324YZ450F uh, airbox. So you're thinking, wow, that's a lot different. And yes, it is. He has a whole adapter kit that he, he made, he machined. So he does a lot of his own machining over there. And uh, he made a, a YZ450F adapter kit to go on the 2024 airbox. So which changes the power ca character quite a lot. Um, with this kit also comes with the Vortex ECU. And you guys are saying, well, of course, Kiefer, it's going to get way more bottom end and more mid and top with a Vortex by itself with this stock 24 airbox. Yes, but I actually rode it like that before the airbox, and I was like, okay, it is better. But it still isn't quite like a 23YZ250F with a Vortex. So um, I gave the bike back. He went back to work with this airbox. And for me... Um, it, it doesn't look any different. Like if you, on the naked eye, no one would ever know that you have a different airbox on your 24YZ250F. So for me, I'm like, wow. That is, uh, for one, I like that stealthy kind of power. I like stuff that works really well and not really flashy. I'm not the typical vet guy where I want all my shit blingy. I like to have more like a, a subdued look on my bikes, but my bikes work really good. If you ever seen me at a race, you may not see a lot of uh, bling on my motorcycles, but um, <laughs> rest assured, underneath all that plain-looking plastic is uh, stuff that's working really well for me, and I try to leak that down to you guys. So with this uh, larger airbox, we're getting um, an airbox that has more velocity and less capacity. So there is less capacity than the 24YZ250F and there's actually, you know, more velocity. So it's a little bit narrower and longer, and we're getting more bottom end through that velocity stack as well as less capacity. That's just the nature of the beast when it comes to airflow. And then you map that with the vortex that he did on the dyno, and so what do you get? Man, well, let me, before we start there, some of you guys asked me these questions. I was like, Chris, what about the stock ECU? There is a Yamaha power tuner. Why can't I just adjust my stock ECU? Why do I have to go buy a Vortex? First of all, you don't have to go buy a Vortex. There are a couple maps on my website that do alter and change the power character of the 24YZ250F that you'll be able to notice. It is a noticeable change. But within this Yamaha power tuner, there's only so so much parameters that they allow us to work with. And it's for our safety because us idiots out there, we would go off the grid with these parameters and we would try to make our bike better, which we would go ride and be like, wow, this is much better. And then our bike would blow up in an hour. So this is for our own safety. They're protecting us from ourselves. With the Vortex, 
there's a wider parameter, right? So, but we're not getting that and tuning the vortex. We're having tuners uh, use those wider parameters within a safety margin, and then they give us that box and we go write it. We're not tuning it ourselves. So, um, these guys like Jamie and Chad over at XPR, they do great work and they make sure we're within a safety zone, but we're going to feel a more noticeable change than we can with our stock ECU tuners. Out of all the stock tuners out there, the Yamaha Power Tuner has the most um, capability to give you uh, a wider parameter. The Kawasaki is is a lot better in 24 on this 450, but it doesn't give you the parameters like the Yamaha Power Tuner can. Um, so that is the reason why you guys hear me a lot. If you want to change or alter your engine character, uh, the easiest way and the most effective way and keeping that reliability is through an ECU. It's always better to buy a $1,000 ECU versus a $1,000 aftermarket muffler. You know, and we're going to talk about the KX450. That might be the exception, but all these other bikes that we've been talking about, like right now, YZ250F, a YZ450, all these things, an ECU is the easiest and the best way to alter your engine character versus a muffler. Muffler, you're not going to get a lot more out of, and you're going to pay over $1,000. So these are the reasons why I talk about ECU, and I, I just wanted to explain that because I know some of that comes up from time to time when we talk through emails, is why can't I just change my stock ECU? Well, you can, and you'll get some benefit, but you're not going to get the max benefit if you're looking for more power. So with the airbox, this 450 airbox and the ECU, you're spending 1300 bucks. He has a whole adapter kit for you, uh, YZF450 Airbox. And um, what's awesome about this whole thing is right away when you leave the pits to go on the track, you're going to notice, wow, I'm getting a lot more low-end RPM response and more pulling power right out of the bat. What's different from the dual injection to this is the dual injection is really on-off feel. It's really snappy, which is quite fun to ride but when you try to modulate your throttle through some of these corners uh, it does feel a little bit on off feeling with the dual injection because it's so responsive so snappy the the 450 airbox mod is not that responsive to your throttle hand yet you're going to feel a big change from going to your stock airbox that you had in your 24 so you're going to get all of that low end that you had on your 23 if you're familiar with that and then more. You're going to get more torque. You're going to be able to use third gear um, with stock gearing. You don't have to go up a tooth, which is quite nice if you want to use second gear because now this whole mod with the Vortex allows you to use second gear longer out of corners. You'll get to, um, let's say, you're, hey, man, I'm a lazy rider, Kiefer. I like third gear. Well, this kind of gives you the freedom to downshift into second gear, right? You're coming in the corner. Like, oh, shit, I down to sec I'm down to second. I'm going to have to shift right away out of the corner. Well, no, you do not have to do that now because it'll let you eat second gear halfway down the straightaway, and then you can shift to third. So it'll allow you to get your, your technique and your body in the correct position once you get out of the corner, and then you can shift to third. You're not going to be lugging or doing the Flintstone dog paddling out of this corner because you're not going to have enough power. You got some of that power back. Actually, you got all of that power back and then more. And then now you've got RPM response. So uh, the difference when you guys hear me talk about low RPM response and bottom end, those are two different things. So low RPM response is the crack of the throttle. Right when you go, bop, 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 that's RPM response. Low end is the acceleration or that very low RPM power as you roll the throttle on. Those are two separate things. When we talk about mid RPM response, if you're somewhere in the third gear, and you're out of a corner, and you're in this transition stage from accelerating out of the corner, and now you're coming down the straightaway, and you're trying to hop over some bumps or square edge, wah, 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 third gear, that's mid-RPM response. We talk a lot about RPM response, mid-range, low-end, those are the differences. Um, so you're getting a lot more of that from the kit. So now you have this low-end, fun-feeling torque coming out of the corners you have this mid rpm response and now you have a yz250f that climbs a lot farther in the rpm and pulls each gear longer so the important gears on this bike is second third and fourth 
you're going to you're going to use fourth gear a lot on the YZ250F so it allows you to pull each gear farther and just gives you more torque feeling in each gear. It just makes the bike a lot more fun to ride. I'm 175 pounds right now. I'd probably be 180 after vacation. <laughs> but nonetheless, it allows me to ride the YZ250F a little bit more like a 450. It doesn't uh have to be like, oh man, I got to retrain my brain and relearn how to ride because I'm going down CCs. No, I can be a little bit lazy now with this kit. And this is what I look for all the time when I try to ride a bike. The harder, the older you get, you're not going to be scrubbing everything. You're not going to be like aggressive. As I get older, the aggressive points in my life become less and less, right? So I'm looking for a bike that does a lot of the work for me, and I try to rely on my technique and my smoothness of riding to bring lower lap times. And this is kind of what the YZ250F airbox mod does. So you're putting that 450 airbox on, and it just opens up your riding a little more. It allows you to be a little bit more lazy, and it doesn't hurt your lap times. And for me, at some point, it comes down to lap time. Sometimes I ride two, three weeks with no lap times and just do testing, and then I'm back in it with Aiden or I'm going racing, and then I'm relying on lap time. So for me, I always want to make sure my lap times um, are low and I'm not working my balls off to try to achieve those lower lap times. So this just allows you to do that, and it just, li it just gives you the freedom to shift early if you want, shift late if you want, Unlike the 24YZ250F in stock form, you would have to let it rev out a little bit more and then shift. Unlike the 23YZ250F where you could short shift a little bit, but now it opens all of that up with this kit. You can be a short shifter. You can let that thing eat, and it just allows this bike to have a little bit more freedom for your riding style and brings more fun. I mean, plain and simple, it just brings more fun to you when you ride this bike. So... Another point that I really want to drive home, it doesn't hurt reliability that much. I'm not going to say it doesn't hurt it at all because when you do have a longer RPM cutoff, I think it's 250 RPM longer it cuts off for the rev limiter. Um, you will obviously use your valves, piston, and all these things are going to be harder on it, but it's not as much as going to like a GYTR head with a high compression piston. You're not going to hurt reliability that much and now we've got a better cam chain we have a I don't I think over 20 some hours on this cam chain and it's fine so I couldn't really say that for our last year's YZ250F because I didn't feel safe uh, either a me riding it or my kid riding it or Michael Allen that was a test rider I didn't feel safe uh, for him to go to the track and have a 23 YZ250F last past 20 hours with the cam chain so uh, reliability is important for me and uh, getting more power is also important important for me. So Jamie did a good job with this kit. He just started putting these kits together. I know these will be available after the holidays. So maybe if you hit him up after New Year's, um, he'll be ready to sell them. But it's going to be right around thirteen hundred bucks. You get a vortex that's mapped. Um, you will have to call him to to figure out the airbox situation. I don't know if he has some ready to ship out or or what that deal is. But nonetheless, thirteen hundred dollars will get you. The airbox, uh, the adapter kit, as well as the Vortex ECU mapped for what you're doing. And the benefit to all this, this is the last portion that's really important, is that it runs off of pump fuel. Most of these ECU shows that we do, we talk about ECUs. I run ETS or I'm running VPT4. There's all some type of race fuel that I'm running. Well, now this is straight up pump gas. This is awesome. So look, we spend a lot of money on these things. The last thing we want to do is go spend more money if you don't have it on race fuel. Um, I run race fuel obviously because I'm, I'm lucky enough to get race fuel at no charge, but let's paint a picture. I've spent many, <laughs> lots of money on VPT four over the past year. Um, even before I was with ETS, I spent lots of money on VP and uh, MR pro six T four, just because my bikes run better and they like it a lot more, and it's more consistent than this California shit fuel that we have out here. We have a lot of ethanol content in our fuel, and uh, it's it's a durability thing for me. I'll spend a little bit more money up front to get uh, more reliability on the backside because I'm running good fuel. But some of you guys don't have that option. Some of you guys have better fuel than us in California. So you don't have to run race gas with this kit, and you're getting a lot of that benefit 
uh, of race gas within this airbox and the Vortex mod. So that is a benefit. I'm going to take a quick break before we get to the KX450 portion of this. Stay tuned. Listen to these commercials because they will save you some money. If you don't hear something that you want to save some money on, hit me up, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com. I'll get you a product code and save yourself some money. Hang on. I'll be right back. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com. It's tough these days to figure out what oil you want to run. There is so many out there. But just let you guys know what we run over here, Blood Lubricants. We run specifically 1040, and we go back and forth from the Pro Series oil and the Scorpion Blood 1040. That is the weight we run in all of our test bikes here in Southern California, and they have been wonderful company to deal with. They've been great for our engines, and we have had zero engine failures with Blood Lubricants. So if you're looking for some good oil, some good lubricants, Go visit them, bloodlubricants.com. Use the code KEFER at checkout to save 25% off for a case of oil. That is huge. And they have all different kinds of lubricants, uh, suspension oils, motor oils, all different kinds of stuff over there on bloodlubricants.com. So go visit them. Use that keyword KEFER at checkout and save some dough. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. Experience pure performance and exhilarating power with the all-new 2024 Yamaha YZ250F. The 2024 YZ250F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. Built to do one thing, go faster and make you a better rider. The 2024 YZ250F delivers more for 2024. New front and rear brakes, updated suspension settings, and aggressive styling. Take precision tunability to the next level with the Yamaha exclusive industry-only free power tuner app. And guess what? You know where to get those? Power Motorsports. Find your YZ and enter the victory zone at Power Motorsports. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA. The pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here on the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. The Kiefer Tested Power Price. I don't care where you're at in the USA, Maine, California, Florida, Washington, wherever you are, visit them, powermotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. You know what to do. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times. Get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because 
There's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text. Who got the best of you, baby? That's right. I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate. And uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. You like to go ride? Are you over the age of 30 like myself? Well, guess what? There's an association where you can go racing. And you have a great time. Five motos over the complete weekend. You can go to oldtimersmx.com, but they're going to change their name to International Vet Motocross Series. You can check them out here very soon. But several races over several months all over the western United States. It's going to be a fun time. And let me tell you guys, I just went racing last week, and it is a great time. If you haven't been out racing in quite some time and you're an older gentleman or a lady, they have plenty of classes for you. There's people out there that enjoy riding and racing dirt bikes just like yourself. But, hey, you got to go do it. you got to go check them out. Right now, go to oldtimersmx.com. But, again, we're going to change our name up to IVMX, International Vet Motocross Association. So go look for them. And if you have any questions about the series, hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and we'll get you out there and have some fun get some gate drops. All right, wasn't so bad. Not that long. Six minutes of your life to save yourself some money. Big freaking deal. All right, so another bike that I've been paying attention to a lot was the 2024 KX450. This is a bike that I'm going to try to ride a lot more and get you more information because, one, it's a new bike. Uh, two, I enjoy riding it. Um, and uh, last, I just think it's going to be a popular machine for a lot of you older vet guys that uh, – love a Kawasaki, but maybe you're like, ah, I'm not too sure on the power. Or I'm not too sure on reliability. So I really want to drive home a lot of this Kawasaki content for 2024. So go back, listen to the first impression of this bike. Uh, I think me and Eddie Larrett, we took it at Glen Helen, but we had kind of a muddy day. Um, it wasn't um, a, an optimal test day. Um, so I've, I spent a lot more time on this thing, got some parts for it, opened up the airbox. So I want to talk to you a little bit about this 2024 KX450 when you get yours. So first things first, what is the point of concerns for me on this bike? Look, the 2024 KX450 chassis is great. It's a little bit more front wheel bias than the older bike. Before I was uh, feeling like I was towing a trailer, it was a little bit more rear steering feeling. Uh, you wanted to get a little bit more front and bite, you had to change to some triple clamps. We did some ride engineering triple clamps, so you older generation kegs 450F guys, uh, I think that is the direction you need to go. If you want to steer with your front end, you might have to change the offset of the clamp. But this year, I don't know if we're going to head that direction. As of right now, I don't have a lot of those complaints. I am going to take this bike back east with me to Georgia when I go with Aiden to try to test some of this um, as I'm going back east so you East Coast guys have some some idea of what to do. But right now, what my point of concern is, is just getting a little bit more power. And you rarely hear that from me when it comes to 450s. And you guys are saying, you know what, Kiefer, this is the best uh, bike for me because it feels more like a 350. That 350 comment has been getting thrown around a lot with this KX450. I'm looking for a 450, but I want a 350 power. I don't want to buy a KTM 350. I don't like KTM's Kiefer. I don't want a steel frame. I don't want air forks. I don't want to spend money on spring forks. So I want a 450 that's just tamed down a little bit. Well, you know what? This is the bike for you. It is tamed down a little bit. But what I've come to realize, and I didn't really pinpoint this until later, and you probably can listen to me on my first impression at Racer X or even the show that we did here, is I didn't feel like it was that heavy. Uh, I didn't feel like it was... Um, heavy side to side I felt like yeah um, with a little bit of lack of power it doesn't feel heavy but as I rode it at more tracks I noticed you know what it does feel heavier than the YZ450F that's the bar for me on 450s if I can just hop on a 450 and go fast the 2324 YZ450 to me is 
the best overall combination for a bike. That is the bar. So this KX450 does feel heavier coming into corners, and I just wanted a little bit more power to see if it lightened up the feeling of the chassis. So this is where my head was at. So I went down and talked to Mitch. Hey, Mitch, at Pro Circuit, and say, hey, do you have a pipe? He didn't have a pipe at a time. Uh, Donnie over at FMF, they're making theirs right now. So I do know that the stock muffler is really restrictive. And, of course, the airbox. The airbox isn't a great design, uh, plain and simple. Um, the air filter, not a great design. What's happening, and if you guys ever take your side cover off, you start your bike, and you watch that air filter. As you rev your motorcycle, you will see that air filter suck in. It's like it's getting concaved if, um, from uh, the venturi of uh, the snout on the, on the air boot. As you're accelerating, it's sucking that air, and it's pulling, it's drawing that air filter in. So the air filter design is going to be changed. Uh, I talked to the guys at Twin Air. I do have a different Twin Air filter which is a lot better. I do not know if it's out yet, but Twin Air is designing a filter cage. I know there are some 3D printer guys out there that are doing their own filter cages. I have not tried that, but they're going to have to have a different design to prevent this air filter from sucking in to the air boot. This is hurting horsepower. There is a snorkel slash rubber grommet that's inside of the air box that's near the rear of the air box on the low side. You can just pull that out. I've talked to you guys about that. That will help open up that air box. I have drilled six holes um, on the left side cover of, of the leading into the air box. That actually helps right away. So if you can't get a filter, two things you can do easy yourself in the garage is drill some holes in your left side cover, uh, rip that grommet out, and just make sure the seal on your stock filter is really good because what I've noticed a lot of these guys are sucking dirt through their flat filter because they're not putting it putting it in the right way you got to slide that thing in the right way and i thought i would never have to do this post 16 years old i'm greasing my lip of my air filter now on this bike until we get a different air filter cage so a little light lithium grease on the lip of your filter can save you from disaster uh, sucking in dirt, especially if you're riding sandy tracks. If you're riding hard pack clay type tracks, probably not going to have to worry about it as much. But for us out here, that's riding a little bit sandy, dusty, um, just thicker sand conditions. Um, some of that is getting sucked in. I've had a couple people hit me up saying, hey, man, I had to take my bike back under warranty because it is sucking dirt. So you're going to have to pay attention to your filter system until the guys over at Twin Air make something that seals better and gives you some more power. So that is first and foremost. Do those two things to your airbox, and you will get some more low-end RPM response and some added torque right there. I do have a template for the holes that I have drilled. It's, it's not really rocket science. You can just do a little uh, triangle in holes um, on the left side. Just formulate a pyramid over there, and that'll draw some air in and... Um, give you some more RPM response. But if you need help with that, hit me up on my email. I can give you a, a template and slash picture of what I have done. And uh, the key thing is to try to draw some air in through that left side, but not drill so many damn holes that you're just going to suck in a shit ton of dirt. And then you're going to be pissed off at me because Kiefer told me to, to drill holes and now it's sucked dirt. He's a dick. You know, he doesn't know shit. Well, you got to think a little bit as well. So if you're not sure, hit me up. I'll send you a picture of what I did, and I've ridden plenty of sand tracks out here in the Des, and have had no problem with getting dirt sucked in uh, into my air boot as long as you grease that lip a little bit with lithium grease and you put your filter in flat. Trust me, I know you guys are driving down the road, and you're like, Kiefer, you repeat yourself a lot with this shit. Sometimes you have to, guys. I apologize, but, man, there are some guys... Holy shit. It's like they don't get it until the third time you say it, uh, much like my child. So there's a lot of adults like that out there <laughs> in the world. I'm sure you drive by them all the time when you're driving by on the freeway. There's a shit ton of guys and girls with their heads up their asses when they drive. Eh, not a lot different on this show. So <laughs> just trust me on that. Okay, so another pain in the ass on this bike that I've learned, uh, the head pipe is... Oh, my God. 
It is atrocious to get off. There is no room for a T-handle. There is no room for a socket, ratchet-type tool. You have to get an open-end wrench to get your two nuts off of your head pipe to remove the head pipe. Muffler, no problem. Easy. Side cover, muffler, off. But the head pipe, look, novice mechanic, set it years on the show. Not pro mechanic. I don't have a huge six-foot snap-on toolbox in my garage. I have tools. I got good tools, but I'm not gnarly with mechanics. Uh, Eddie Larratt, my guy over here, he's gnarly. He has the six-foot toolbox. He has the shit. He has the swivels, all the stuff. I don't. Um, so when I go to take my head pipe off of my brand-new motorcycle, I don't expect to have all these specialty tools to take my head pipe off. Head pipe off. So you're going to be shocked. Um, I posted this on my social media on Kiefer Inc. Testing. Most of you agreed. Some of you said, Kiefer, just get the swivel. A swivel socket will do it. Well, I don't have a swivel. And if you're at the track and you want to test your muffler and you have a brand new aftermarket muffler and you want to take your stock one off and you're like, oh shit, I can't take off my head pipe because I don't have the right tools. And then you're scouring the pits for an hour to try to get a swivel. It, just be ready. If you got an aftermarket muffler coming and you're going to take your head pipe off, stand by because it's going to be a little bit of pain in the ass if you're a novice mechanic. If you're a pro, Kiefer, you're an idiot. Got it. No problem. But I'm warning you novice guys out there. It took me a little time to get that head pipe off and on because you only can go in little one-eighth increments to tighten or loosen them up because there's no fucking room in there. The frame is in the way. Um, I mean, if you look at it and you're on the ground looking straight into uh, the cylinder head where the head pipe goes in, the frame blocks the two nuts that you want to take off. So there's no way to go straight in. Uh, there's just no way. And I thought the YZ450F was a pain in the ass. This two-piece system is more of a pain in the ass than the YZ450. YZ450F has a lot of steps, but you can get to everything that you're doing. It's just hard to get to this head pipe. Um, so I got a Pro Circuit muffler. They've had one built for a while. Um, lucky enough to get one. I think they're out of stock right now. From what I was told from the people at Pro Circuit, they will be restocked after the holidays. So just chill out, spend time with your family, ride your stock bike for a while. Don't yell at me. Don't yell at Pro Circuit. Just be patient. I know it's tough. I'm not a really patient person myself, but they will have them back in stock. FMF will also have one available. I'm going to go test one of those here shortly as well. I may have one uh, during the holiday break, but I'm not working, so I'll do that after I'm done. And uh, uh, Yoshimura probably has one coming. There's going to be a lot of muffler, aftermarket mufflers showing up for this bike. The benefit to you guys out there with this machine, and I, I talked about this on the YZ250S side, is usually an aftermarket muffler is not going to give you a shit ton more power. Well, here we are, people. KX450, and you're going to get a whole hell of a lot more response, bottom end, mid-range, out of an aftermarket muffler. That's that stock muffler is very restrictive. I don't quite know the purpose of that. I'm going to try to talk to the the some engineers from Kawasaki and one of the Taka, the test rider over there, and why they did put a restrictive muffler on it. But usually, stock mufflers are really good and they're really hard to beat for the aftermarket. Um, aftermarket companies are dyno in a shit ton of, of specs that they have. They're like, man, it's tough to beat stock mufflers at this time. Well, the KX450, uh, all these aftermarket muffler companies are going to rejoice because they're going to sell a shit ton. You're going to lose almost two pounds going to a Pro Circuit Tie 6 muffler, and you're going to get more low end, more pulling power, and just better overall power throughout each gear. So, I'm not going to sit here and break it all down. I'm just going to say, man, you're going to put it on. You're going to notice a lot more power, and it's not going to be as choked up. So that is a benefit. Uh, the thing that does change as you open up the air box, as you open up the muffler, is obviously the stock ECU setting. So I do have a another ECU setting for the stock um, KX, I don't know what they're called, Rideology app. There you go, the Rideology app. I do have a map that I worked on with Jamie. The tough part of these things are is like we work on these maps. Or I should say Jamie works on these maps and then he gives these away. He doesn't get to make any money on these things that he he works on and, and vice versa for me. When I had a Yamaha for a long time and I work on these apps and then I give them away, the, no one's making any money. It's just like, here you go. 
So what we want to tell you when you do open up your airbox and you do go to an aftermarket muffler, you will have to change the map on your stock ECU to this one that we kind of have and Jamie created and and it does work and you will have to move it around a little bit. So you're going to have to learn how to work on your rideology app. Don't email me and ask how to do it because I can't do it over email. I will provide you with a YouTube video. I'm going to try to do that over the Christmas break is just record a video on my phone and tell you how to work the app. I think I may have to do that with the Yamaha Power Tuner app because there is some of you out there that do not have, don't know how to work that. And to me, that is pretty easy. Um, some of you guys don't even know what uh, throttle percentage is and how to change it or where it's at. So I can try to help you a little bit there. Uh, the Rideology app is very similar in that regard as far as the grids and the percentages. On the ignition side, they don't give you the parameters that Yamaha does. You're only allowed to change one value on the ignition size, but on the sorry on the ignition side, but on the the fuel value, you're allowed to change a lot. You can go richer, you can go leaner. So we do have a map. It's not on my site. You will have to email me after the Christmas break. Um, I'll provide that for you. I don't really want to just stick it out on the internet right now, um, just in case I have another one that works better. Um, because as well as Jamie doesn't want to tell you guys, here's the best map that we have, because that's quite simply not true. Um, it's just something that we have now that works. We could come up with something better, and everything kind of evolves. So um, we'll put that up there. But you will have to change um, your stock mapping when you open up the airbox and the muffler. There is some maps on my website now. I think the Chaw map is up there. I know that Tickle has a map. So there are a couple maps floating around that is better than stock, but nonetheless, it's pretty rich. So you're going to get a little bit of a lethargic feeling, um, sometimes maybe a little bit of a dirty, low-end feel out when you come out of a corner. So um, when you do this mod, the muffler and the airbox that we're talking about filter, um, you will get have to lean it out a little bit and um, even lean it out more so when you open it up. So it is quite rich. Um, so yeah, so muffler helps a lot. Another thing we're going to talk about is Vortex ECU. If you have an older Vortex off of your older Cowie, that will work on the new Kawasaki. You will have to get it remapped. Jamie has some remaps. I did, after trying the stock map with the muffler and the filter, I went to a Vortex ECU, and there is, of course, as you guys know, a noticeable change, a noticeable gain. And on the dyno, you're getting about five more horsepower, which is a lot. And look, it, I'm not going to sit here and, and just nut all over a dyno because you guys know me. I don't really give a shit what a dyno says, but you do feel like it is five horsepower on the track once you go to a Vortex ECU. Now, unlike the Yamaha, I am not using pump gas on the KX450. I am using an ETS uh, pump replacement fuel that they have available. You can look on their website. Um, as well, I did try... Um, ETS MX-18. It is not the stinky stuff of the 21 that you smell from the KTM side. Um, so there are a couple of fuels that I mapped the, the Vortex with. As well, there's a T4, VPT4 map. So I did not try it with pump gas. When I go to a Vortex and I want the most out of it, I just simply go to um, a pump replacement fuel, a cleaner fuel like I told you guys because our California pump gas sucks here. So... Um, there is Vortex. There are base maps available for you new Kawasaki owners. Again, quite expensive, probably around $1,000 for you, but it does make a huge difference if you want more power. Now, what does that do to the engine for you guys that like that low, mild 350 taste in your mouth? It's not going to give you Yamaha YZ450 power. This Kawasaki, even with these mods, is still not like a YZ450. It doesn't spool up doesn't have that free feeling like a yz450f it is a slower revving machine it chugs a little bit more than the yz450f and what i mean by chugs uh, you could say lugs it lugs a little bit better than the yz it doesn't have that real wah, 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 that really gnarly free like rpm response that goes through the power really quick this is more of a longer power the kx is never going to feel like a yz in that area it's just going to be um more torque, more of a lugging feeling. Until you guys break into that engine, if you want that freer feeling, that's going to have to go into some engine work and get that. But for me, that's a benefit. Um, 
the rear wheel doesn't light up as quick uh, on the Kawasaki like the YZ. Um, I will say this, it still doesn't feel as light even with these modifications that I'm talking about. Vortex, fuel, it doesn't feel uh, like the bike itself is as light. I still have a lot of front-end feel, although, on this Kawasaki, so that is nice. I That's one of the reasons why I really want to ride it. Now, because I can actually feel my front tire coming into corners versus the older Kawasaki where I couldn't do that. So right away, that attracts me more to ride this machine, just minus the, the slower engine feel compared to the Yamaha. So there are some benefits to not having an engine that spools up really quick or go through each gear really fast. So um, rear wheel traction is plentiful, and for me, it just still is easy to ride. So you 350 guys out there, don't stress out thinking, oh, Kiefer, I'm adding all this horsepower. It's not going to be rideable. It's still really rideable in comparison to other 450 machines. I will say that. Yes, I personally want a little bit more power. If I'm riding a 450, I know what I'm getting myself into. If I want to ride a 350, I'll go ride a 350. I don't think the KTM is that piece of, of trash that some of you guys think. I really enjoy riding a 350 a lot. In fact, I've said this on many shows and I'll say it on this show. Um, I still think the 350 is the funnest bike for me to ride, period. It's just light feels um, peppy and yeah of course you got to do some stuff to it so that's the downside for you guys listening is I got to spend more money to make it a little bit more peppy uh, I get this question too not to go on a 350 tangent but people are like well you're riding a 350 why do you want more power if you want more power just go to a 450 that's not how it works if I'm adding 350 power okay so I'm adding a vortex I'm adding a muffler whatever I'm doing I'm still getting that light inertia crank feel, but I'm gaining more power. So it's just making it more fun to ride. When I add power to a 450, usually it doesn't usually make it that much lighter. It makes sure it lightens up the bike a little bit, but I'm doing it to spread the power out for the 450 most of the time when I'm trying to add or massage the power. So if I want a 450, I know where to go. If I want to have more rear-wheel traction, I, right away, I'm going to the Kawasaki because I feel that. If I want the most horsepower and the most exciting feeling 450, I'm going to a Yamaha. So depending on what you're looking for is the flavor of color you should buy. Um, right now, the green and the blue bikes are very, very good options for you 450 um, possible future owners out there. Um, and these mods for the Kawasaki just make it a little bit lighter, not much, a little bit lighter, and um, really help just get some more fun out of your Kawasaki. Um, another thing that is on the downside of the Kawasaki, I still have problems with vibration. I still feel a lot of vibration through the bars and through the pegs. I'm experimenting with some stuff with handlebars right now. Um, I had some Pro Taper bars um, that I put on just, you know, because I had some left over. And that does help some vibration. Um, if you guys are looking to, I mean, I don't know if you guys are even sensitive to this, but I'm pretty sensitive to vibration. So if you guys want a little bit less through your hands, uh, Pro Taper Evo does help a little bit. It's not huge, but it does help. I removed the lock-on grips. I know why manufacturers are doing it. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I'm just simply a glue-on guy. There's more dampening quality for me. I'm not adding material to the bar. I know what you guys like out of lock-on grips, the ease of it. It's simple, boom, bam, boom. You're going riding. You got new grips. But I'll take the time to prep and do the glue-on style. I'm a huge Renthal half-waffle soft guy. Or I've been doing Renthal full waffle with four ribs sliced down with a razor blade. Go to Rocky Mountain ATV MC's YouTube channel. You can see why people are tripping out over there in the comment section. It's just a half waffle. Then no, it's not because the grip diameter is still a little bit different when you do that. So it's that in between a half waffle to full waffle is when you buy a full waffle and you cut four ribs off with the razor blade and it feels really nice. Uh, that's what I've been doing with all my test bikes lately and I'm, that's kind of the direction that I'm going. So that does help dampening feel on the handlebars as well i'm trying to figure out a way to to lessen the vibration through my feet and i don't understand why i'm getting it i didn't get that with the older frame and the older bike but i'm getting this with the new bike so 
Stay tuned for more information on the case where 50 as this evolves, as I figure it out, as I get with people smarter than me to give me some ideas and then go test it and then try to leak that down to you guys and hopefully um, help your vibration issues if you have them. Um, again, I'm always going to be the guy who talks about vibration because uh, I'm really sensitive to that. I like a bike that feels new, uh, that doesn't vibrate. And out of the box, to me, the KX just feels a little bit uh, older, as in the vibration quality, dampening quality of the bike. Uh, but nonetheless, I've been having a fun time riding it. We're going to continue to ride it over the holiday break. Me and Aiden are going to do some moto, especially when it's going to be raining and sand, so it's going to be a fun time. Um, hope to see you guys back here again next year after the holiday. I really do appreciate you guys listening to the show and believing in what I say. I know there's all kinds of other media out there um, that you can listen to, and I respect that, and I think you should listen to everything that's out there and digest and make a decision based on what you think about everyone's opinions out there. I'm never going to sit here and tell you guys that my stuff is the best, uh, that I know everything, because I don't, uh, but I will tell you how I feel, and there comes many, many years of testing um, through these hands and this mouth. So uh, hopefully that carries some weight with you guys and it does help you save some money because that's why I'm here. I'm a middle-class uh, raised kid in the high desert that loves dirt bikes. And uh, I don't know how many of you guys are rich out there, but I, I sure as hell isn't. And uh, I'm trying to save as much money as I can if I was in your position and try to get the best motorcycle. So that's why we have this damn show that's why we have this damn website to try to help you. Uh, but nonetheless, we appreciate you guys believing in us. We love that. If you see me at the track, please come by and say hi. Um, bullshit about your bike. If you have a question or we just want to come and say hi, I'm, I'm here to talk. I love talking to people. And um, if you see me at Supercross coming up, come by and say hi. We can bullshit as long as I'm not running around with my, ch uh, running around with my head cut off like a chicken and uh, trying to do some work. But nonetheless, we look forward to seeing you in 2024. Be safe riding. Use your head. Uh, tell your family you love them. And uh, have a great time this holiday season. We'll see you in 2024.